Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. It is another edition of Phillies Today. I'm your host, James Seltzer. It is Thursday, May the 6th. As for the first time since the first three games of the season, we come off three straight Philadelphia Phillies victories. How about it? The Phillies get the win last night, 5-4. to four. Another nail-biter. It hasn't been uh, easy or relaxing, this uh, three-game winning streak, that's for sure. And coming off that that Sunday night game against the Mets, the, the brutal, wild up-and-down loss, it's been, a, um, it's been a stressful last few days. But luckily, the last three, the Phillies have come out on top. 16 and 15 on the season, above 500, finally, finally again above 500 since they were six and five or whatever i mean that's crazy crazy um so nice to see them back above 500 hopefully today day game they can build on this and you know keep this win streak going get two games above 500 crazy thought i know i know it's crazy i'm with you i mean you know shoot for the stars and all that um, but <laughs> nice to see the Phillies, uh, you know, and especially after the lineup card game on Tuesday night to see the Phillies bounce back and, you know, win a hard fought game and, and really a mistake for game. Now, don't get me wrong. There was bad bullpen pitching. I mean, you know, what else can we expect? But outside of, you know, bad pitching, it, it didn't feel like a game that the Phillies, Tried to hand away, you know, they, they fought. And look, you got, we'll dive into the game, but you got big outs from guys you didn't expect to get big outs from. And a weird game in the sense that the Phillies got all five of their runs with their first five batters of the game and then turtled up and just held on. It was, uh, again, it was a ride. It was a ride. You're feeling good, then you're feeling less good, then you're feeling less good, then you're feeling less good, and then all of a sudden they win the game. You know, it's one of those. Um, but I'll take it. I will take it. And look, today's not going to be an easy one. 
either, I don't think. I mean, Zach Wheeler on the hill is, is great. That's awesome. But going up against Brandon Woodruff, you know, one of the, uh, you know, on, on par on the season, you know, if you, you think Wheeler is one of the 25, 30, 35 best pitchers in baseball, somewhere in that range, you know, more often than not, Wheeler's going to have a pitching advantage against who he's going to go up against. Um, he doesn't in this one. Not that it's a massive disadvantage. Brandon Woodruff's better. Brandon Woodruff's a really, really good pitcher. But to be fair, I mean, look, it was Freddie Peralta against Chase Anderson yesterday. Freddie Peralta, a way better pitcher, and settled in after those first five runs and then, you know, looked good the rest of that outing, but has been awesome for them this season. Certainly better than Chase Anderson. And then the Phillies won that game. So, um, we'll see what they could do today. Uh, looking back, on yesterday, and we'll, we'll dive into it all. Before the game, we got some some roster moves. Um, as Roman Quinn was put on IL after that, you know, inexcusable injury the night before. I mean, let's be real about it. The the gash on his finger that apparently required nine stitches, put on IL for it. Uh, the reason he got the gash is because he doesn't know how to bunt as a major league hitter, and not not just that. Uh, and for those who didn't see it, which I'm sure most of you did or, or have since or whatever, but, you know, basically it was, you know, you're taught, we're all taught in Little League, you know, to, to hold the bat when you're bunting. You're kind of on top of your thumb in a way, you know, where you're kind of the or on top of your uh, finger there with the thumb kind of leveling it. You know, either way, the, the point is, is you don't hold the front of the bat. You know, you're you're using your thumb to kind of, balance it and push it in a direction or whatever but you're not you're not holding it with your fingers in front of it you know you're kind of resting it on them and uh roman quinn's like gripping the bat and of course that what happens then is then the ball if it hits it in that spot and it bounced off the bat first and then hit him there but um it's it's gonna friggin' hurt you know this is gonna happen you're gonna have to have nine stitches in your finger and that's what happened but for Roman Quinn, especially a player like him, someone who, I mean, theoretically should be bunting more than anyone else in baseball. Not that literally even. Not theoretically. He should be bunting more than anyone else in baseball. I mean, yeah, that guy is not a good hitter, but he's fast as lightning. Like, bunt, dude. Bunt. Learn how to be a savant as a bunter, a great bunter. And look, I will say it's much harder to bunt these days than it used to be. You know, with the the speed of the pitches, the the velocity of the the off speed stuff, even you know the balls that move, it's very hard. But still, like if you can learn to hit that stuff, you can learn to bunt that stuff. And Roman Quinn should be like Brett frickin' Butler. Like he should be drag bunting and tiny little drop bunts and all the stuff that you should be able to do with a baseball bat as a major league hitter, especially one whose primary asset is their speed. So I blame Roman Quinn for that as much as anybody. Don't get me wrong, but I mean, you know, you also have to blame the, the development, the staff, everybody. I mean, how's that guy not know how to bunt? Um, anyway, the, the, the sum of it is that Roman Quinn is now out for at least 10 days on the IL. We'll see what happens. Matt Joyce also apparently dealing with back and calf injuries on the IL. Uh, Matt Joyce has not been good. And I like Matt Joyce, but, um, you know, 15 years in or whatever it is, I mean, he's, he's played a lot of baseball. Um, seems like Matt Joyce's best days are, uh, are running. Or maybe he's just been hurt and he'll be better when he comes back. But certainly not hopeful. I was I was semi-excited about the Matt Joyce era. Has not lived up to... Uh, 
what we hoped it would be. He's been a sieve on the team, and and as of now, doesn't deserve roster spot. The problem is, I mean, who else? You know, the the players brought up are Scott Kinger and Mickey Moniak, and you know, I'm just, you know, I love Mickey Moniak, but I, you know, he he hasn't looked totally ready. Um, in the opportunities he's got, he's been great defensively. So even as a defensive replacement, that's better than some of the stuff you got. Um, but I mean, Kangaroo has been lost, as we know, just absolutely lost at the plate. We'll see what happens. But um, you know, these roster moves, uh, as we always talk about, and and of course, Odubel Herrera, the one the one playing in center field every day, has been just god awful. Got a hit last night, and it was just like a a slap hit to left field, just so unimpactful. He's just, he's bad. He's a bad fielder. He's a bad hitter. He's bad. He's not a good base. Forget the off the field stuff, which you know how I feel. I, I despise it, and I didn't want him on the team to begin with. But forget that stuff. Like, he's just a bad baseball player. He's bringing nothing to the team. Like, he's, and I don't like rooting for him, and he's not fun to watch. Like, why is he here? That's, you know, just let's move on. Let's 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 wash our hands of it. He's not a good baseball player. That's the number one thing that that is is a clear sign. But these roster moves and and Odubel having to play as much as he is is just such a sign of the, the as we always talk about. I mean, this is not a surprise, but the the lack of roster depth, the lack of deep roster depth, minor league depth to bring guys up to fill holes, all that stuff, and and that's you know ultimately an issue. But again, look. Um, They've won three in a row. They're in first place. You know, that's the flip side of that. Like, it is an issue, and they need to get better, and they need to add. I mean, they just have to. They do not have a center field. Unless Mickey Moniak takes a big step forward. And again, Mickey's only 22, so it's not surprising that he's not ready. Um, I know everyone wants him to be ready, but people develop later. Um, it's, it's, you know, he just was taken really young, and he was really small at the time comparatively, like thin-wise and, and all that, and... um. You know, I just don't think he's I, – I hope he's ready, but it hasn't looked like he's totally ready offensively so far. But, um, I'll, you know, they, they don't really have a, a, a clear answer for center field on the roster right now. And, look, we, we you know, roster depth applies to other positions too. I mean, Vince Velasquez who's coming off his best start in a while, but still as Vince Velasquez is in the rotation right now. Um, the bullpen, despite – Outside of JoJo, it was terrible yesterday. We'll get to that game. But, you know, as as held up this series in a lot of ways, other than David Hale and JoJo, really? Honestly, you know, those two guys have been the, the culprits, the entire culprits. But, um, you know, the, it, it just is a sign how much these guys have to pitch. And, look, I don't – we'll talk about it. Matt Moore and El Niel, De Los Santos and guys like that coming through last night. But I don't know if you can count on that moving forward. So there is certainly issues there. I mean, getting Archie Bra- Bradley back will help. Um, but you know, they're, they're, they're certainly not a complete team. They're a top heavy team and the top part is great. And look, winning these games without Bryce Harper, we haven't talked about that at all, but the fact they're finding ways to win without Harper in the lineup when Harper had so clearly been the best player on the team all season up until the point he left the lineup, um, is uh is great i mean finding ways to win these games is, is huge um anything you can get with that harper and you hope when harper comes back they can kind of kick it into high gear but they're still a flawed team and in terms of the long run like they can win games and they can win some series and they can keep kind of maybe they can play well enough to to kind of stay out in front of this division or at least stay pace it, but but in terms of the stretch run in terms of us not having a you know another 
disappointing September. They're gonna have to make some moves. They're gonna have to add to this team. They're gonna have to fill some holes because it's you know clearly seems like organizationally they don't have those answers in house. Um, but again, the flip side of the coin is the way this division is right now, and the fact that no team has really jumped out in front. And I do think you know ultimately that the Mets, the Braves, still more talented teams. Um, but you know, they've dealt with some, some issues. I mean, the Braves lost Travis Darno for the season. I mean, that's a huge loss. I mean, that guy's a, a really good catcher for them and a good part of their lineup too. Um, the Mets just, just haven't been able to, to kind of mesh all their talent together and click. Um, so, you know, I think there's hope in the sense that, that, no, and really, you look around the National League. You know, again, the Giants you know, are out in front of the National League West. I mean, you know, the Dodgers, the Padres. You know, these teams that everyone thought are, are locks for the playoffs have been disappointments so far. And I still think the talent will win out, and we're still, you know, theoretically relatively early in the season. I mean, you know, we're a fifth of the way through the season essentially, right? So, um, is that right? Um, I'm bad at on the spot math. Um, but yeah, about a fifth, right? Five times 30-ish is, is a little under, you know, it's 150. Um, so close in that range, somewhere near a fifth of the season. So, so starting to matter, but not, not where you're, you're, you're taking too much of it seriously. You know, we can see one big win streak for the Dodgers and all of a sudden they're, they're 20 games over 500 and, uh, and it's like, oh, okay. Um, so still, uh, I do think that, you know, there is hope in the sense that no team has run away with the division, that the division is still up for grabs. And if the Phillies can keep finding ways to win games and getting some gutsy pitching performances and scoring some key runs, they, they can compete. And certainly I think the offense will be better. Look, we've had holes. I mean, Alec Boehm is, is really struggling. You know, uh, Didi, the big hit last night, starting to heat up a little bit, but had been struggling. McCutcheon heating up a little bit, had been awful and obviously the center field spot we've talked about all that so like i think guys will get better so uh, i'm hopeful moving forward and because that can can carry them offensively um but you know they definitely do have some holes but again i I think they're in a decent spot with this division let's get to last night and then we'll kind of round back um as it was a really nice win um again especially coming off what was such a uh uh a win that felt like a loss in a way because of the Girardi thing. And, and again, look, Joe Girardi's still in the crosshairs in terms of uh, this team. And, and again, also, look, the, the, the road stuff still matters. They're 12-6 and six at home this year, you know, so um, they have 16 wins. They've only won four games on the road. So that is um, still a concern. Girardi needs to be better. But, um, you know, after after the lineup card game and the kind of just miscues and the David Hale of it all, uh, to see them bounce back last night was re- was really nice and bounce back from a win, which is funny to say. But they, you know, and hold on, again, it's disappointing that they weren't able to pour more runs on and put their foot on a team's throat. That was disappointing because I mean, this is how the game started: McCutcheon double to left, Brad Miller walk, Reese Hoskins RBI single, so runners at first and third. J.T. Romito walk, bases loaded. Didi Gregorius boom, grand slam. It's five nothing. Five nothing, and that was it. <laughs> Phillies won five four. So it was a, again a wild game from that perspective. And you like to see the Phillies, you know, pour on some runs after that. And they were just. Um, the, the offense kind of turtled up after that. They only end up with four hits the entire game. 
So if you think about it, three of those hits were in the first inning. Um, <laughs> and the other was that Oduval slap hit. That's pretty crazy. I didn't think about it at the moment, but that was it. They they had they have one hit after the uh the first inning. And that's nuts. But they won the game, so it's hard to kill them, but you know, that is it's hurting. Essentially got one hit over eight innings, which is crazy. That is absolutely crazy. Um, but they win the game. So that is a concern that they don't, you know, get the job done there. But look, they win. And uh and Chase Anderson not great. Uh, but it wasn't as awful as the line reads. Four and a third, uh, three runs, um, four hits, four walks, two strikeouts. But um, JoJo uh, gave up some of his runs, um, left with one run on the board. Could have been two if it weren't for a, a just a magnificent play by JT Romito getting Dan Vogelbach, big Dan Vogelbach, out at the plate um, on a uh, a play at the plate, just kind of leaping in the air and a swipe tag, and it was super-duper impressive. It was really JT at his, his finest, which is, you know, showing his athleticism, the coordination, all that stuff. It was awesome. It was a great play. Um, so it's 4-1, and then JoJo just stinks it up. Uh, JoJo gives up a, uh, a run there, um, and then JoJo um, struggles uh, and gives up uh, so he gives up two runs there. Um, excuse me, gives up one run there. It was almost two uh, for Chase Anderson in the third. Then we get to the fifth. Chase Anderson gives up a home run to Taylor, gets pulled for JoJo uh, after a runner on base, gives up a, uh, a walk. Then JoJo um, gives up two more runs, essentially. You know, allows a couple base runners. JoJo's final line gets one out, uh, two hits, one run uh, allowed. So, um, and then one of Chase Anderson's runs allowed. So, um, not great. Brandon Kinsler comes in, gets him out of the inning. Really nice outing from Kinsler and ending in a third. Then the most shocking thing of the night, as Matt Moore comes in and, and pitches a good inning, walks the first batter, you're feeling nervous. Double play ball. Didi makes the double play and then strikes out the last guy. Matt Moore crushes it. Eniel De Los Santos comes in for the eighth scary don't get me wrong but was pumping some heat in there hitting 96 it was good to see from Enyel. Enyel ultimately gets out of the inning a big strikeout uh that was a spot where Enyel gives up a leadoff double and billy mckinney at the plate so you know not friggin christian yellage is not playing but lorenzo kane whoever not a not a you know a great hitter billy mckinney's fine but Craig Council, for the second time in this series, in a, a very similar situation, decides, screw it, I'm not bunting. I don't like to bunt. I'm not a bunter guy. Well, guess what happened? McKinney struck out, and the Phillies ultimately get out of the inning. Uh, if uh, there was a, a foul ball fly out that uh, theoretically could have scored a runner with one out if that runner had been on third base, but, you know, who likes bunting? You know, me. <laughs> Why bunt? Look, and I'm a I'm a forward thinker when it comes to baseball. You know, I I like the the analytics and all the the stuff, but there is a time and a place for bunting. And when you're down five to four in the eighth inning and you have a runner on second with no outs and a not an amazing hitter up at the plate, that's the time to bunt. That's when you bunt. That's it. We found our spot. There it is. You bunt there. Like, that's the move, Craig. 
and he did it in game one too. A similar spot, didn't bun, and it came back to bite him again. It's great. Thank you, Craig. Keep doing that. It's terrific. That's the thing is like, as unimpressive as Joe Girardi has been, like Craig Council in this short series has been pretty damn unimpressive to me too. So, you know, we we do uh, get micro sometimes. Um, Jose Alvarado comes in a little scary, uh, gives up a runner and a wild pitch, gets the runner in the third, but ultimately strikes Cuellas out to get out of the inning, gets the save, a much-needed save. Jose Alvarado back from his two-game suspension, lame suspension, but they get through the games with wins. So, um it was a nice win. It was, Again, the, the fact the Phillies score five runs in the first and they get one at the rest of the game is not great. You know, you don't you don't love to see it. But credit when due, they hung on. And the Phillies just keep finding ways to win one-run games, which is, you know, I, I don't know. I can't say it's sustainable. Um, you know, that's one of those things. But again, it is one of those things where... Um, where the teams that end up making the playoffs every year, it seems like there's like one team that was just this amazing team in one run games. And that was kind of their, their, their thing. And uh, maybe the Phillies going to be that team this year. I mean, if you just go through the schedule, um, uh, two in, against Atlanta, that's already two and oh, in one ring games. Then they lose one against Atlanta. So that's two and one in one ring games. Then three and one, uh, lose one against the Mets three and two. So already the fact they played this many shocking win one against the Giants four and two lose one against Colorado that's four and three win one against St Louis five and three lose one against St Louis five and four win one against the Mets lose two against the Mets so we're even and then they've won three straight there against the Mets so uh, three games over five hundred but the fact they've played that many one games that's like almost half their games have been one-run games so far. That's nuts. That's crazy. That You don't see that. I mean, that's a really high percentage of their games to be one-run games. So um, hopefully the luck keeps trending their way. Again, it was 500 up until this series, and then they win all three so far. So um, maybe uh, maybe that will continue to start to trend here as, uh, again, a big one today all right uh quickly before we look at today's game a uh, couple things one uh i want to look at the standings a sec but but quick shout out to john means the no hitter yesterday um mostly just one of those wild um no hitters in the sense that um he faced 27 batters um and the only base runner who reached base reached base on a dropped third strike and was thrown out stealing it is basically as close to a perfect game as you can get without it being a perfect game. I mean, I guess other than Armando Galarraga, right? The Jim, the Jim Joyce call was Jim Joyce, I think. Uh, yeah. Um, tough beat for Means. I mean, also not a no-hitter, but that's that's tough. A drop third strike is how the only base runner gets on. Ah, oh, that's a tough one, man. That's tough one still. That was a uh, very impressive accomplishment all right looking at the standings quickly before we uh look at today's game very quickly as well the phillies now in first place in the nl east they are a game up on new york and a game and a half up on the braves and the nationals and then a couple up on miami's everyone wedged together but the phillies the only team with a winning record so we'll take it which is funny when you look at run differential the phillies are 
Second, excuse me, third worst. Um, uh, the Miami, the only team with a, a positive run differential, plus 18. Uh, and then the uh, Washington has the worst at minus 21. Then the Mets at minus 16. Then the Phillies minus 14. And then uh, the Braves at minus 9. So um, not an impressive division from that perspective. And certainly not from a record perspective either, right? As, uh, as again, the, the Phillies out in front at 16 and 15. Sitting in first place. Um, hey, we'll take it, right? We'll take it. Uh, you guys keep losing. We'll maybe keep winning. And then we can uh, feel good. How about that? Um, speaking of keeping winning, big one today. And again, it is a, uh, a really big-time pitching game as, uh, as Zach Wheeler against Brandon Woodruff. Uh, and a big series coming up this weekend, too, is they head to Atlanta for three uh, with Zach Aflan against Charlie Morton. Uh, Vincent Velasquez against Ian Anderson, and then uh, Aaron Nola against Hector Noah. Uh, we'll talk about that, obviously, more tomorrow. But a big series coming up. So this is a big one. If they could win this before going to Atlanta, that could be huge, especially the road. You know, you need to take these ones at home. I, I don't trust this team on the road. So Wheeler versus Woodruff, a massive, massive matchup between two big-time pitchers. Um, and I hope Wheeler steps up to the task and, you know, is ready to uh, – Bring it, because I know Woodruff's going to. I mean, that dude's nasty, and with his team having lost three in a row, he's the kind of guy who I feel like is going to come out firing today. So it's going to be a big one. It's going to be an exciting one, and uh, and hopefully the Phillies can take it. Either way, we'll be back to talk about it tomorrow. So until then, thank you for listening to another edition of Phillies Today right here on the Phillies 24-7 Network. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023.